Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sally A. from South Jersey and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, July 2nd, 2015. Today we are reading from the AA Big Book and we will begin reading on page 95 at the top of the page, beginning with Unless Your Friend Wants to Talk. We will read two paragraphs, the first paragraph for context only, and then we'll ask that we all please focus your shares on the second paragraph, which ends with After He Gets Hurt Some More. Today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Janice M., the 12 Traditions, Nancy S., and our readers will be Santa H., Anita J., and Kathy K. The reference number for Wednesday, July 1st, 2015 is 7788. Our OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that People who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Janice M. to read the 12 steps. Janice? Yes, thank you, Sally. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Janice M. I will now ask Nancy S. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy S. from Wisconsin, recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise as problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do this service in my past. Thank you for doing the service, Nancy S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requires requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we will resume our study of the AA big book on page 95 at the top of the page, beginning with, unless your friend wants to talk. We will read for two paragraphs. The first paragraph is for context only, please. 
We'll focus our sharing on the second paragraph that ends with, after he gets hurt, some more. I will now ask Santa H. to begin reading. Good morning, visionaries. My name is Santa H. I'm a grateful, truly grateful recovered compulsive eater from New Jersey. Thank you, God. And thank you, Sally, for your service this morning. Unless your friend wants to further talk about himself, do not wear out your welcome. Give them a chance to think it over. If they do stay, let them steer the conversation in any direction he likes. Sometimes a new man is anxious to proceed at once, and you may be tempted to let him do so. This is sometimes a mistake. If he is troubled later, he is likely to say you rushed him. You will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. Never talk down to the alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they work with you. Offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. If he is not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or nurse for a spree, for his sprees, you may drop him unless he changes his mind. This he may do after he get hurt for some more. Again, my name is Santa Aja, grateful recover compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And my higher power must have known to do, giving me to share on this paragraph. What I'm going to just share with you from my experiences and what my fellow travelers have shared with me and what this big book has said to me about this paragraph, because it was a difficult paragraph for me to digest. I had to really evolve and transform. Um, the first thing I want to share about is on page 64, where in that paragraph it says, being convinced that self-manifested in various ways was what had defeated us and we considered its common manifestation. Well, self was all up in me in this paragraph trying to run the show. I know when I came into this program how my disease act out. It said, I came into this program because I wanted you to nurse my spring. That's what the fellowship was for. But someone shared with me that really shifted my thinking, and they said this to me, and I'm passing it on. They said the fellowship is a gift given after recovery, not before. I wanted the gift without being recovered, without doing the work. And another thing is, tradition number three tells us the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Well, that speaks for itself. So a spree, what is a spree? It's a period of time where we're overindulging, uh, a binge, or what I like to use, my disease love to get away with the word slip. It all is a spree in my, in my definition. And nurse, what does the big book mean by that? It means to suckle or to treat. So that means if I'm a nurse, that means I'm not to cure anything. That's what the doctor does, and the doctor is my higher power. So on this paragraph, I had to do a lot of 10 steps, and some of the things that was brought out to me 
uh, my fellow traveler has shared with me, and one of the quotes she said to me was, I am not that powerful when someone has a spree, which takes me to page 62 that says I had to stop playing God, and that means in my life and someone else's life. And also another person told me that that position has been taken, and I needed to fire myself and realize that God is not giving that up. So that reminded me, was, it stated on page 62, that says he is the principal and I am the agent, so I need to know my place and stop playing God in other people's lives. And then what a third fellow traveler said to me that was very helpful, she would tell me, doing nothing is an activity, to pause, to be still. So that means when I encounter someone that has a spree, I go to page 86 where it says, we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and choose to thought um, decision and relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. So I want to end by saying that, that I no longer persuade anyone in this program. And if anyone has a spree, instead of nursing them, I just turn them over to my higher power and just say when they are ready, their own teachers will appear. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Santa H. And who else would like to share on this second paragraph this morning? Janet This is Bella. Can I share? Melissa C. Charles H. from New York. Larry. Judy K. Austin R. Okay, here's what I heard. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go over it again. I heard Janice. Janice M., I'm guessing that was you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I heard you're right. Kim, Kim G., I heard you. Bella, I heard you. I heard Judy K., I heard Charles. I, Larry, I thought I heard you. Larry, were you there? Yes. And there was somebody else. Kathy Melissa K. K. Melissa, and who else was that? Kathy K. And Judy Kathy W. K. And Judy W. And Austin R. And I'm sorry, say that name again. Austin R. Austin R. Okay. Okay, we've got quite a bat up. A batter. Batter's up. Let's start with Janice M. We'll go to Kim G. Then we'll have Bella, Judy K., then Charles, then Larry, then Melissa, Kathy, then Judy, and Austin R. And please be sure to give your the first initial of your last name when I call on you in case I didn't in case I didn't grab that. So Janice M, you're up first and Kinji, you'll be you'll up you'll be up next. Janice. Oh, yeah, thank you so much, Sally, um, and everyone. My name is Janice M and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Very grateful. This is a great paragraph. It's given us specific, very specific directions here. I mean there's no there's no room. I mean it just tells us. You know, if the person is not interested and me guiding them through the 12 steps only, it's pointless. It really is pointless. You know, um, a lot of people come in, you know, into the rooms of compulsive, of, of OA for other reasons also. And, you know, the second part of this um, 12 step is very clear. We try to carry the message to compulsive overeaters. That's all we do. That's all we can do. That's all I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I have the experience to do because you know I'm not. I'm not a, a doctor uh, with people with medical problems. I'm not a therapist, so I can't give you advice. But you know, a lot of people seek that, and um, 
you know, it's it's out of balance here. It's uh, some people have finance problems. Some people, you know, it's hard to. If they want a counselor. My unique experience is to guide you from where I was through the steps to what I've become today. And you know, I can't give this to you. I can't give you recovery because that's not my. I'm not a god. I'm not God. Only God gives it to us. So when we start getting, you know, we like to be all to well everyone because of our egos, but um, I, I'm not capable. I, I'm just not unique, and that's I can't do it. So the willingness has to come from him or her. I cannot give them the willingness, and I can't give them a higher power because my purpose is to uh, guide them to a higher power through these 12 steps. That's all my that's all my job description is. So um, when we feel that this is what I'm getting into, I'm becoming a therapist and blah blah blah, I have to let them go. This is what the book is telling me very very clearly because I cannot convince anyone, and I'm just trying to carry this message to a compulsive overeater. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Janice M. Kim G, you're up, and Bella, you'll be up next. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. If he is not interested in your solution, and if is it condition, you know, and you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. You know, I have to be clear on what I'm offering. What am I offering? You know, I have to say I use this paragraph a lot of times in 11-step meditations to make sure that my motives are clear and that I'm able to let God work through me for the solution and to not get into my red cape syndrome when I want to go in and save somebody. And this also stresses to me the importance that we have to go through these steps completely before we start carrying the message. I know in my area it was very popular after 21 days of abstinence we're supposed to start sponsoring. Well, what am I offering at 21 days? Usually a food plan. You know, if I am only going to meetings and I say I'm going to sponsor, what am I offering? I'm offering fellowship. So I have to be clear of what I am offering. If I'm offering a solution, that means I've had to have walked through these, these 12 steps. And my experience on the receiving end, my experience, what I did in my sponsoring, was I often made it very comfortable to stay in the disease because I wanted to be supportive because I felt so empathetic for how much pain people were in. But what I was doing was I was allowing them to stay comfortable enough to kill themselves. So it's saying here that he may have to drop them until he changes his mind. This may he do after he gets hurt some more. If I'm stopping them from feeling the full force of their disease, I am not helping them. I am actually hurting them. So I have to make sure that my channel with my higher power is clear in order for me to offer that solution. And now let me look at it for maybe the people out there who are looking for a sponsor. I so, when I came in and I, you know, one of the popular sayings in my area again was, find someone who has what you want and ask him or her how he or she is achieving it. Let me tell you, as a sick, suffering, compulsive overeater, I was looking for the girl that was blonde and thin and had a cute boyfriend because that's what I wanted. You know, find someone that you can relate to. Well, believe me, as a suffering, compulsive overeater, I only related to some sick puppies. So let me tell you what, when you're looking for a sponsor, what do you want? You want someone who has absolutely gone through all 12 steps and has had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So as, a, as if someone who has 
going through the steps. I have to be sure what I'm offering is a solution. And as someone who is looking for a sponsor, you want to look for someone who has experience of solution so they can guide you to your own experience because you need your own experience through these steps to get connection with your higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kim. Bella, it's your turn. And Judy Kay, you'll be up next. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Sally, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. If he is not interested, if he, and thank you, God, that it's a reminder for me that I am here a messenger of God. I am not a messenger of myself, of my ego. I am not here to give over my my message, and God's message is that no, I am human, and I don't have control, and I have not the power. And I, my message is to give over my experience, my strength, and my hope. And if he doesn't want, it doesn't mean nothing about me. I am not here a self-center. I am not the picture. My responsible is is my own life, my own choice, my own to choose the right choice one day at a time. And if he doesn't want, I am not responsible for him. And the message is that right now, God doesn't want, I should be the person, or God doesn't want, it's not the right time for him. It's nothing to do with me. And I have to remember that I don't have the power and I don't have the control. And just to let God direct the situation. And when the right time will come with the right person, the right moment, then when the, the, that person will do the program, will, do, will, will want to be part of the solution. It's nothing to do with me. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Judy Kay, you're up. And Charles, you'll be up next. Thank you, Sally. My name is Judy Kay, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And uh, the line that really jumps out at me is a nurse for his sprees. That was my experience in this program for many years. I misused my sponsor. I would call her up after I went on a binge. When I was bloody and beaten and laying on the floor, stuffed and full, I would call her and hope and expect her to fix me up, which she was gentle and kind and loving, and and I am grateful for that. But I have since made amends to her for using her because because part of me sure wanted to recover, but the other part of me was not willing to go through the pain of letting go of the food and not willing to do the full recovery process. And in and in how it works, it says half measures avail, thus nothing. And so after years, uh, did I cut down on my eating? Yes. Did I make some re- understanding and progress with the steps? Yes. I Yes, for sure. But the half measure was I, at, after many years, I was still stuck in the cycle of compulsive eating. And so... Um, being a nurse, 
allowing her to be a nurse for my sprees or asking her to. I didn't say it verbally, but I asked her to by calling her up and saying remorsefully, well, I did it again. Um, that is not what the program was and what my higher power was inviting me to do. My higher power was inviting me to reach for recovery and to be healed. And um, so that has been my experience. And I am grateful to say that uh, today I am not uh, compulsively overeating. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. And Charles, you're up next. Larry, we'll be waiting to hear from you next. Thank you, Sally. Charles is a recovered visionary just for the day. Thank you, God. And I ask, I ask for prayer for my, for my enemies. Put a hedge around them, Father. Protect them from their mind, body, protect their mind, body, soul, spirit, and heart. So I want to drill down here. You know, everybody hit it, hit it up good, up and running. Um, if he is not interested in your solution, you know, if I, if, if, I love that word, if, if and but. But if, if I think I can control anyone, or if I think I'm in control of anyone, I, I need some, I need some real help. I have no control over no one's decision of what they want to do. The disease is, is, is going to be the persuader for that individual. Um, and as I said previously in the week, um, you know, an uh, individual I was working with, my brother, I love him so much, and I pray that he comes back fast because we know what happens. But, you know, the disease has to be, like, it, it's work, right? But I'm grateful to do this work. I can't wait till, uh October 30th to see y'all, man. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. Because cause, cause you know what? I'm interested in the solution every single day. Thank you, God. Thank you for willingness. You can't buy it. If I could buy, if I could sell willingness, I'd be rich. Um, I, I'm interested in the solution, but I could identify in with when I wasn't interested. I just wanted to come here. You know why I wanted to come here. I wanted to come here. But, but the solution taught me that it's an inside job. Right, and I identify in with the newcomer because a lot of newcomers in my area, you know, when I go to certain meetings, you know, want they want the hookup, <laughs> but I ain't got the hookup. All I got is uh, the twelve steps as it's laid out in this big book, and I'm so interested. Yesterday was such a great program day. Took two people through the doctor's opinion, and it it, it, it never gets stale, man. It never gets stale when I know that you know what. Uh, I know I'm affected, afflicted by the double whammy. I don't care if I'm recovered. I'm not cured, right? And the solution is staying in the big book with somebody else. The first 164 pages. Yeah, I read the other stuff, the personal stories, to see how people reach their higher power. But I'm not in. I, I'm into the solution just for today, and that's all I need to share because I can't change nobody's mind. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. Larry, it's your turn. And Melissa, you'll be up next. Thanks, Sally. Uh, Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Thanks for your service. So, um, yeah, lots been said in this this paragraph, uh, this whole chapter. You know how it works is great, and you know what 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 sticks with me is that you know I don't. Um, this chapter is for for you know deals with with step twelve you know, carrying the message. So we've had a spiritual awakening and now we're trying to carry this message. So, you know, here we, we begin to dwell on the hopeless feature of this malady, 
you know, and, and we've we've shown, you know, this person from our own experience how the strange mental twist of the first bite prevents us from, you know, applying our own willpower. And we've shared a bit about our story, our, our allergy of the body, our the hopeless condition of our mind. And and we've we've listened plenty to their story. And and if they're a real compulsive overeater, they've matched our experiences uh right away. And we, we you know, we have no problem stressing the spiritual feature freely. Uh, you know, but we make it clear that the person doesn't have to agree with our conception. They can choose their own, provided it makes sense to them. So, you know, here, you know, if the person's interested in our solution, I outline the program of action. You know, we made, what do we do? We made a self-appraisal. We've endeavored to straighten out our past. And, uh, and, and now we're seeking to be helpful to them. So it's suggested here that we do precisely the same thing as the first 100 recovered drunks did. You know, it's suggested here that we do the same thing that the big book does. You see, the big book was and still is the 12 steps in print. And the early pioneers, they, they, you know, they couldn't call on the multitude of people that wanted this program, that, uh, that were interested in the solution. So it was, it was the mere, merely the big book in one's hands with enough willingness and honesty to follow these instructions that served, you know, God's purpose in awakening people from their slumber. And it's just as valid today as it was in 1939. You know, we have no question how to 12-step. We have no question how to sponsor. The chapter tells us how to do it. And so, um, you know, I, I, uh, I said to my sponsor, you know, I'm afraid to sponsor. I'm, I'm afraid that I don't know enough. I, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt them. You know, and my sponsor said to me, Larry, you know, you can't hurt them. You know, he said, they're, they're going to die from compulsive overeating anyway. There's no way that you're going to hurt them. And you know what? You might just help yourself. So if I'm not working with others yet, once I've had this spiritual awakening, as the result of this practical program of action. If I'm not working with others yet, for gosh sakes, I need to start. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. And I just want to say thank you, everybody. You guys have been so awesome in sticking to the three minutes. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for um, just just uh, working together as a team. It's wonderful. Melissa, you're up next, and then Kathy Kay. Hi, good morning. This is Melissa Shea, recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Um, and, you know, if they're not interested in my solution, they expect me to act as only a banker or a nurse. Um, I, I haven't had anybody that's asked me for financial help. Um, I guess that's just the nature of this disease as opposed to some others. But, um, but I've definitely been um, in a position where, um, you know, I've been – somebody that um, they just really wanted to dump their troubles on me and um, permission to continue eating. And, you know, early on when I first sponsored, um, really before I came to A Vision for You, uh, when I was um, at meetings that encouraged me to sponsor, I think before I was really ready, what I had to give was a food plan. And, um, you know, I'm recalling a sponsee that I worked with who um, – she really just wanted um, to be able to tell me her problems, to rant and rave and cry to me, 
and to go on eating. And, um, you know, because I think I'm compassionate by nature, um, I continued to listen, um, and, and my, but my compassion was not going to get her recovered. And although I was hesitant to do so, I did tell her she needed to find a food plan she was willing to commit to in order for us to work together. And, um, you know, I'm remembering she got really mad at me, and she had told me that she had had other sponsors, um, and she never had to tell them what she ate, and she never even had to talk about the food, and they just worked the steps. And, you know, at the time, I I was really hurt, um, and I questioned my ability to help. And now looking back, you know, I kind of smile at this memory because clearly her reaction over the food plan was extreme, and um, and my lack of knowledge about the steps was equally as extreme. And so is my way the only way? No. But wherever I'm at, it's all that I can offer. And, um, you know, today I have a different solution that I could offer somebody. And if we don't match, then I wish them well. Um, and I know that God has something else in store for us. You know, today if um, – someone drops me, because that seems to be the way that it's working, rather than me dropping someone. I tell them how I do it, and if it doesn't feel comfortable, they let it go. And, um, you know, now if that happens, I'm okay with it. You know, my rejection, um, my ego has really been eradicated. And, um, you know, I leave that up to God. And um, it's miraculous today that I'm okay with that. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa C. Kathy Kay, it's your turn. And Judy, you'll be up next. Thank you, Sally, for your service today. And I'm Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive overeater from Boston. Uh, it's been great to hear everyone this morning. And I, I want to add um, something perhaps a little bit different based on what I've heard, and that is the tremendous opportunity this paragraph reminds me <clears throat> for us as sponsors to learn from our experiences sponsoring others. It's been my experience since I started sponsoring people on the steps that my own character defects uh, show up when the situations are difficult or we're not easily aligned um, or there is resistance to doing something that, in my experience, is central to recovery. Um, I've had to go to God and pray um, to not take charge, uh, to not judge, uh, to not do many of the things, including people please, um, that I am want to fall into when I'm in a difficult situation with another fellow traveler. Um, so I've really had to pay attention and and actually seize these opportunities to learn more about myself and to bring God into the relationship with a sponsee. Um, I don't think I'll ever be entirely free of my desire to be helpful, my desire to see things go the way I think they should go, um, and my desire not to create waves with other people. And yet sometimes 
when there's resistance or when there's a poor fit with what I have to offer, um, then it's an opportunity to actually um, bring God in even more so so that I can be effective um, and, if necessary, move on. Um, so I, I am learning so much more about myself and progressing so much in my own recovery, not just from reading through this wonderful book over and over again with sponsees, but also from examining my own responses and um, bringing God into the work every step of the way. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathy Kay. Judy, it's your turn, and Austin, you'll be up next. I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate the program, and I appreciate the clarity. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And Austin, it's your turn, and I'll take a turn after that. Austin? I hope I'm saying that name right. Austin This is Austin R. Can you hear me? I sure can. It's your turn. Thank you. Good morning. Um, first, I want to just express my deep gratitude to this line. I've been listening, listening for uh, a year. I don't know what my anniversary date is for my first uh, dial into this call, but... Um, you have given me what I've needed and so much more. Uh, some folks listen to talk radio on the way to work, and I listen to vision uh, vision radio, and it makes a huge difference. So thank you for sharing your experience, strength, and hope with me. I have wanted so much to share on this line but have not been uh, logistically at a point or I maybe prioritized it at a point where I could feel I could adequately contribute. And ironically, as my higher power would have it, there's absolutely a paragraph here that is right where I'm at. I um, have a young person in my life. I have a um, child in my life who is an adult that is contemplating um, bariatric surgery. And I have been blessed to be in this fellowship for a minute, really. It's just a few years. Um, and I am working my steps in another fellowship. And that's what I need to do today. Um, and I have struggled with, um, you know, and I'm learning on this call, all I have to do, all I have to offer is the fellowship because I have not been through the steps. Um, I have explored surgical means um, a little bit. I didn't think it was my path because I never felt that my stomach was my problem. It was instead my mind. And for me, it has been the case um, because by God's grace, I've been able to maintain over a 100-pound weight loss for a couple of years now. Um, but it is a one-day-at-a-time blessing, a one-day-at-a-time reprieve. And it is really very, very painful to... Um, realize that I'm not enough of a light. My light is not yet bright enough to have an influence over someone that I've had in my life for 25 years. And um, to ask her, to hope her, to, to seek my counsel and my advice and what would I do in this situation. And, you know, have you considered, you know, speaking to this person and that person? And, um, you know, because of the nature of how our relationship, her relationship, my relationship with each other has evolved, Seeking my counsel is not um, something she chooses to do, and trying to find acceptance 
that she needs to find her own path is very difficult. It is very, very difficult. Um, and yet it's what I have had to learn to do. So I know I'm approaching time, and I just wanted to, again, thank you enormously for being there for me when I've needed you and not realized as much as I have needed you, but you've always come through for me. So thank you for letting me share. Wow. You guys are just fabulous in terms of your time this morning, blowing me away. Um, it's still Sally, recovered compulsive overeater in South Jersey, and I'm just going to jump here for a moment and, and share before I open up this, to the line again to all of you. So we see here on page 95 three paragraphs in a row that start with the word if. So they're giving us three different conditions, and they're really very important conditions. And the first one is what we're looking at today. If he is not interested in your solution, oh, how frustrating is that for all of us who want so much to help? But if he's not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, so he comes to you with all kinds of ulterior motives, say, I don't really want to be involved in your program, but can you help me out? I need 10 bucks. Can you help me out? I'm about to lose my house. Can you help me out? I, I just, um, I'm just so sick. Can you please just hold my head because I just feel so sick? Can you just let me talk to you? I just need, I need a free therapist. Can you just be there for me? So he's got all these ulterior motives. If he expects you to act as only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, he's coming to you with ulterior motives, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. It reminds me of the bottom of XXIX, right at the bottom, and even at the middle of XXIX. Come with me there for just a moment. It tells us at the at the, the middle of X X I X. It says, <clears throat> faced with this problem, if a doctor is honest with himself, he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Although he gives all that is in him, it often is not enough. One feels that sometimes something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. You know, ultimately, it is going to happen. The essential psychic change is really what this person needs. They have to reach the end of self. And, and if you look at XXVIII at the bottom of the, the last page, men and women drink essentially because they like the effect it produced. You know, some people are not ready to get well. They like the effect that's produced by the binging. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit it is injurious, I know it's painful, I know it's not good for me, but they cannot after a time differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life, their binging life seems the only normal one. They are restless, irritable, and discontent until they can get, again, experience that sense of ease and comfort. And it goes on to say, after they have succumbed to the desire again, as so many do, the phenomenon of craving develops. So maybe they have to go through all of this again and again and again, and they're just not ready. That's okay. We just have to do our piece, our part. Thanks for letting me share that. And who else would like to share on this this first paragraph of if he is not interested? Nese? Vasa O? Karen B? Phoebe? Marcella? Okay, 
Nefe, Vasa, Karen B, Fidi, and Marcella. Anyone else? Okay, let's get started. Nefe, you're up, Vasa. You'll be up next. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Nefe R. A recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Grateful for a, a nice time off in Florida and grateful to be back in my home in Toronto. Um, so uh, by this paragraph, I have already um, spoken to my prospect about what I used to be like, what I used to be like food, what I used to do with food, and my prospect has identified and said me too, me too, and wants to know, okay, so now what did you do to, to get to where you are? And at this point, um, we lost your Nessa R. Nessa R. Okay. Vasa, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Sally. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And I'm Vasa, grateful compulsive overeater for calling from Massachusetts. This is a beautiful paragraph. It took me a long time to really get it, you know. I I remember feeling very frustrated sometimes with sponsees, and I kind of hung too long with them. It was, um, you know, I became like codependent, hoping and thinking, you know, if I have the patience, if I just wait, they're going to get it, you know. And, uh, yeah, uh, I remember this particular woman, she was a counselor. You know, she came in the program, did very good for the first couple of years, and then she was going from one crisis from one Christ to another, and I remember saying, well, maybe if, this Christ, if she goes through this Christ, then maybe she'll come back. Or maybe there was always, always crisis going in her life, but she always found the time in the morning, five days a week, to call me and tell me about her crisis, you know. And, uh, you know, again, I became too codependent, too friendly. We were going to... You know, we visited each other, we exchanged gifts, you know, and I remember feeling angry and frustrated because she was not working the program, and I would say something. Of course, she was a counselor. She knew the answers, you know, and uh, and she didn't want to take suggestions, and I remember trying to give her suggestions, and finally she said, you know what, I'm not going to call you anymore. And you know what? I was so relieved. God did for me what I couldn't have. I don't think I could have abandoned her. I was still hoping and thinking, maybe if I'm just more patient and more loving and she'll come back, and it just was not happening. So she said, I'm not going to call you. And we invested years together, you know. But I was getting angry and resentful at the same time because she was not working the program. And finally, she said, I'm not going to call you anymore, because I said one or two things to her, and she got so mad and so angry. And you know what? I was so grateful that God did for me that I couldn't do for her. 
And, of course, I've learned my lessons since then. People want to talk about their problem, but they don't want to work it. They don't want to take the suggestion. So um, it's a learning process. It's a learning experience. And, yeah, and I'm doing better as the time goes. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasta. And Karen B., are you? Hi. So it's Nessa R. I'm back. Is it, can I still share? Of course, Nessa R. Go ahead, Karen B. You'll be you'll be next. Go ahead, Hi, Nessa. Hi. Thank you. I I I my 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 phone uh, dropped the dropped the call. I could hear you, but I, you couldn't hear me. Um. So um, at the point where I am telling my prospect what you know what I did, I am very careful to to let them know that I'm not a lawyer or a banker or a financial advisor or a therapist or a nutritionist. I'm just a an addict working the 12 steps to the best of my ability. And I don't dilute the message of the 12 steps uh, in order to suit any misgivings because I find that, you know, some people come hoping to find to find the magical cure that will enable them to be thin but still continue eating the way they have. That's certainly the way I, I was. Um, and, you know, then I follow the instructions here. And I spent um, recently, um, a newcomer came to, uh, to one of my meetings, and I spent hours and hours speaking to, uh, to them on the phone and after the meeting, et cetera. And they just uh, they just weren't convinced. They they were still thought that they there was an easier, softer way. Um, couldn't get their heads around the fact that they would have to um, let go of sugar and flour, measure and weigh their food, and then work this rigorous uh, program uh, of action, the 12 steps. And I just um, let them, you know, with their own misgivings. And after a while, one of them called me back. Um, tired of, you know, where she had been, um, having realized, hey, there's no easier, softer way for somebody like me, and uh, and now we are waiting, uh, we are working together. I think that if I had continued trying to convince them, uh, I may have done more damage than than good uh, in just, you know, leaving them alone and let them experiment, let them go out and do some more uh, research as to whether there is indeed uh, something out there that's easier and faster and it will enable them to continue eating but still be thin. And, you know, now we're working together. And I think that we do we do better by letting them uh, think about and process everything that we've told them rather than trying to continue selling. I mean, I'm not a salesperson. I'm, I mean, like I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor or a lawyer. I'm also not a salesperson. If you want, if you want what I have, I'll be happy to share it with you. Like my sponsor shared it with me. But if you don't, then you know what? Good luck to you. And if you can find a better answer to your to your predicament out there, you know, I'm I'm really happy and glad for you. Um, but I cannot care about a prospect's recovery more than they do. Um, and that's just uh, that's just how it worked out. Sometimes the prospect never calls me back ever. Um, and that's fine too. You know, maybe ten years from now, twenty years from now, they'll come back again and find somebody. Thank you. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Nessa R. Karen B. It's your turn. If everybody could just keep their shares just a little bit tight and succinct, we might be able to get through and get to hear Marcella. 
Sharon B. Okay. Sharon B, last call. Phoebe, are you there? Hi, this yes, is Phoebe. Okay, now who is there? I, I heard two voices. This is Phoebe. Amy. Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. Okay, Phoebe, take sorry. it away. And, and this is Karen B. Sorry, I was... Oh, Karen B., go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks, Phoebe. Go ahead, Karen. Um, so, hi, I'm Karen B. I'm a, a grateful um, compulsive overeater. Um, I am a little nervous uh, sharing. I have shared before, and I am uh, in awe of everybody, um, their shares, their passion, their hope, um, and, and grateful, um, just to, to hear everything. It, it keeps me going. Um, I view this maybe from, um, you know, a a slightly different perspective. I, I'm still on or working, I guess, step seven going on to step eight. And, um, I guess I've been in uh, seven and a half months. Um, and I am grateful for this paragraph and this information for the perspective of what brought me into the program. Um, my best friend who I've known my whole life, uh, or since high school at least, um, brought me and found the program and and found the sanity and, and um, came to me. And, you know, while I was still in my disease and, and, and just lived as an example, you could see the, not just the physical transformation, but the spiritual transformation. My mom and I would talk, who's also in the disease, would sit there and talk about it and be like, wow, it's amazing. Like, you know, it's just phenomenal. And she came to me and, and she shared just her experience you know, her strength and hope. And, you know, told me one day, she talked to her sponsor and told me one day that, um, you know, I I love you, I care about you, you know, and and I I see your struggle. Um, You know, and, and, oh, I I knew long before, you know, that I I had food issues and, and I didn't know, you know, how to talk about it. And when I saw her talking about it, I was in awe yet terrified. Um, and so she, she lives the program every day and, and these paragraphs speak to me because she did. She told me she was concerned. She told me she, you know, praying for me, but then left me, um, you know, just continuing to see her strength and hope, but didn't lecture or not. And, that brought me the gift of desperation that brought me into this program. And I think without her doing that, I wouldn't have found it and I wouldn't have come crawling and listening and and hearing what I need to hear and all that you have to say. So um, from a sponsee's perspective or from a perspective, seeing someone live and the tradition of attraction, not promotion just how much it works. And I tell my sponsor, she says, you're, you're getting ready, <laughs> you know, to sponsor. And I'm terrified and I'm nervous. But when I hear your shares, when I read this, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the steps. And, you know, I'm hopeful that when I get to this point and, and I get to step 12, 
um, you know, being ready, being ready at least to share my experience, strength, and hope. And I'm just so grateful for, for all of you sharing yours. So um, thank you. Thank you so much, Karen B., for sharing with us. And that brings us to 7.55 when we close our meeting. I'm so sorry. Phoebe and Marcel, I would hope that you guys can stick around for the next meeting because I, for one, would love to hear your thoughts on this paragraph this morning. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and, um, and say thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. And we are now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. I'm going to ask Anita J. Anita J., would you please read for us A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only, ending with Keep You Until Then on page 164. Yes, I'd be happy to. Can you hear me? I sure can. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you all. I'm Anita J., a recovered compulsive overeater living in Massachusetts. Grateful for you all. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.